welcome back to the final installment of Obscura, the little mini campaign I've been running for my dear friend. Noah Perito. last time I get to do an intro ever. After this, I'm retired as a player. That this did not rhyme. I'm just one. announcing my retirement. Home campaign's <laughs> over. Do not ask me do to not DM. invite me. Do not. We will permanently be reestablishing our positions. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the I'm kidding. hierarchy. I need to stick with the status quo. <laughs> Thank you so much for your patience. It's been so much fun doing my first ever multi-session D&D campaign. Woo! It's fun when you do things for the first time with a global audience. So I appreciate all of you who have listened. We love you. And Lisa is amazing. Oh. Re-listen and share. Yeah, real quick, listen to the first two. Pause and then now. you can just skip the recap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for those of you who didn't do that, without further ado, let's get into the recap. Last time, we joined Daisy as she was falling through a chasm in the floor of the dungeon in Falter. Leaving behind her new companion, another sculpted named Mara, she spoke with an unidentified voice while she fell. The voice told her to claim the power they offered and that she didn't need Ox or Mara. Dying and finding herself back at the start and a little bit stronger with some levels, Daisy rejoined Mara in an expansive, many-doored central chamber. They followed one of the passageways down to a dried-up lake bed where Daisy provided water to a parched and lost unsculpted, a mindless being that once, like Daisy and Mara, was trained by Ox to enter this dungeon. At peace, or just past its expiration, the unsculpted crumbled into dust. Looping back around to Mara's camp, Daisy this time chose the hole made by the beetle, which had a strange new anti-gravity effect on it. Traveling straight downwards, Daisy and Mara found themselves entering a pitch-black room whose door said, Turn out the lights, please! They avoided any light pouring in, but Mara blew their stealth by stumbling into... A spider egg, which hatched, uh, and then more hatched, Mara. and then came the mama. <laughs> Facing off against the spider and spiderlings, Daisy told Mara to run, which is when Mara realized that the path had led them straight to the lair of Rolo, a sculpted who could arm Daisy. Slipping inside before they could become spider food, Daisy met Rolo, an eccentric and very old sculpted, who gave Daisy a yikawa in exchange for some gruesome tales of her deaths. And when Daisy asked them to make her stronger still, Rolo said, to the kiln we go. And that's where we are now. Yay, bake me, baby. Daisy, Rolo kicks aside a bunch of shit on the ground, just unceremoniously plopping everything on top of each other, and uncovers a dark metal hatch with a handle. In the cracks around the hatch, you can see a bright flickering orange glow of a fire. Mara is shaking her head and turns away as Rolla says, Yes, yes, if you want to be strong and hard and impervious, you must go inside. Mara will lower you down. Yes, Mara has hands still. Mara will lower you and in you will go and all you have to do is sit. Just sit for a while. I telepathically reach out to Mara. Why have you turned away? Uh, Mara turns back to you and answers out loud. Uh, look, you can go in there. I think you're crazy for doing it, but I did it once, too. You know how I feel. You're speeding up your own death, Daisy. My death is a cheap price to pay for what ends this journey. And I turn towards the kiln. <sighs> I really believe that you believe that. 
and I want to believe it too. Um, Mara gets down on her hands and knees and kneels by the hatch as Rolo pops it open and a puff of smoke and embers spit out at you guys. Uh, you lean over to look and inside it kind of looks like a huge tandoori oven. There's like a sort of narrow oh. funnel-like entry and then it opens up to a bell. But it's like a looking down into a big yeah. room. Oh my God. I mean, first of all, just brief pause. Thank you for, I have no idea that that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, I knew the type of cooking and I had seen those types of ovens, but now it is put together for Thank me. Thank you, cooking shows. Wow, this looks almost like an oven that Ox used to use. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, you want me to lower you down? Yes. This Rolo is the is, best thing for us. Rolo's behind you going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, I think that Rolo's actually spot on for this one. Okay. Mara grabs your hands and there's no ladder or anything. She just kind of hangs you down. And as you're um, hanging with your feet dangling, already the heat is indescribable. And Mara looks at you in the eyes as she's holding onto both your wrists tight. She says... The fall is going to be hard. You're going to feel yourself, you know, the real you, like, want to go back to the start. But you have to try and stay in the in-between place. You have to stay there as long as you can if you want to get strong. And the place sucks enough as it is without you getting all breakable on me, so don't, don't stay too long. Got it. Stay, but not too long. Got it. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I guess I just nod to continue to lower me or to drop me. Okay. <laughs> Margo's, okay. Do, do you want me to count? How long should I be down here? I have no idea. There's not a lot no, of I instructions. No, I mean count until I let you go. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> Daisy, you feel yourself falling down the heat building and building and you hit the ground and feel the familiar sensation of your body shattering, breaking apart into clay pieces. You feel like you felt a couple times now, your consciousness rise outside of what your body means to you. And you start to see this bright blue light, like waving, flickering in front of you. And you hear the voice again. Daisy, are you here to get strong? Stronger than I ever have been. It's not enough to get strong. You have to know what you're getting strong for. Daisy pauses. My purpose is to help people. My chosen people to help are the sculpted. This will help me help them. Daisy, where is the wizard? Damn, I really thought you'd have the answer to that one. Damn! Sorry, I'm just trying out swears. Mara uses them a lot. Daisy, where is the damn wizard? <sighs> I look at my hands, and then I look upwards. Even though Daisy, I think, understands now that up is not necessarily to the top of the, the structure I saw from mm -hmm. the outside. I, I, I don't know. As you look down at where your hands will be, you're kind of just like a consciousness floating right now, so you don't see anything, then you look up. Um, give me a nature check. Oh no, I'm, s I'm dumb as rocks, as they would say. <laughs> Here we go. Plus zero, okay, not as dumb as rocks as I thought. 10, right down the middle. 
you've never been in this kind of place before besides when you die but when you look down it's kind of darker and when you look up the blue light gets like brighter and brighter almost to the point of like whiteness and you hear the voice again as you're thinking and kind of noticing this change in the light daisy where is the naiad the naiad is with the wizard i'm going to save the naiad and his tyranny and then return to ox and find out why the and i like really focus on the next word fuck (laughs) we have been doing this for so long and why they haven't ever rose up against him daisy where do you think the lake comes from is there a lake ox always said that the way things were, were was wrong so i assumed that the lake that i saw on my way to the tower was wrong and that it shouldn't be that way so i think that there is a lake but it's just really messed up right now oh okay daisy Do you think Ox lies? I know Ox lies. Oh. Daisy, whose voice is this? Daisy stops. I suppose I haven't even introduced myself. Hi, I'm Daisy. I'm here to help. Do you need any help? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I'm okay right now, but... Thank you. I appreciate the help. Daisy, you feel like you are falling and falling and burning your body in bits and hotter than light, but also cool and bathed in this bright blue light. Give me a constitution check. Yes. Okay. A check, not a saving throw, correct? A check. Okay. Plus two to this. Let's go with the Keegan die. Come on, Keegan. Okay, okay, that's a 16. A 16. Okay. Thank you, Keegan. This is all for you. The silence suddenly deafening in your mind as that voice fades away. You concentrate on staying where you are until you cannot stand the feeling of the heat. And then all of a sudden you are opening your eyes back by the entrance the boulder sealed shut behind you, dust motes in the light, and instead of a tunnel before you, there is just a wooden door. And you can level up to level seven because you rolled the highest that you could roll as far as leveling goes. Well, well, well. Daisy, you may also equip yourself with medium armor as you have been hardened in this kiln. Yes, I think that like as I awaken this new time mm-hmm. there's a little bit more like a grinding noise sometimes uh, when i move like the stone on stone kind of mm-hmm. sound it's kind of like unfinished porcelain a little bit like yeah. really hard on the outside and then rough where your joints meet up yeah so i kind of not flex but kind of stretch out the body a little bit and get a feel for it um and i have my yikua in my hand now um and I look forward. All right, first thing I'll do is I'll use one of my um, Eldritch Invocations, because I did take some Warlock levels. I will cast Mage Armor on myself, which, combined with my Hide Armor, only takes me up one more uh, AC, but I am at AC 
15 now. Wow. Um, and Can't touch this. That's right. I'm, I'm fucking impossible to hit now, so get at <laughs> me. Um, and then I will... Um, nothing else of note. Does it seem like... like I think that my intention will be definitely to go through the store, but mm-hmm. is there anything that I feel like I would gleam? Like, should it's I a make wooden a check door. Here? It's got a brass doorknob. If you'd like to interact with it anyway, put your ear up against it, anything like that. But right now, it just looks like you are in this kind of like cavernous room, and then it just instead of going onwards to a tunnel, it just come the wall closes in, and there's just rectangle door got it right in the middle of the wall okay i will summon up my spectral mage hand and mm. i will send it forward and i will just try the doorknob to see if it actually can open or if i'm gonna have to do some shenanigans to it with all my new magics you use your mage hand uh this kind of simple uh cave drawing red and orange like clay stretching forward it tries the doorknob seems like it is twisting there's no lock mechanism that's um preventing you from opening it if that's what you want to do great i will cautiously open it i think that now now after that conversation and after being through the kiln i think that daisy is like i am not so i'm not just wildly throwing myself at the wall until i stick to it I now am a sharpened object that will mm. strike through this wall rather than like scrape away. Like a yikawa. Like a yikawa. <laughs> I have been sharpened, my friends. Honed. Honed. You slowly open this door that swings easily, uh, nothing obstructing it. Nothing scary jumps out at you. It looks like a normally lit room. You don't walk in yet. You're just kind of looking through the open gap of the door. It's hard to see the um, edges of the room, but Mm. you can see what is directly in front of the door. You see a stone room similar to a lot of these kind of round rooms that you have been finding yourself in. Mm. On the far end of the room, there is a stone pedestal, and on the pedestal is a clock, like an old decorative wooden clock one that might sit like on top of a piano or a mantle Mm. um, with analog hands you can also kind of see um, like I said it's hard to see the full extent of the room unless you peek your head through but you can see what starts to be other pedestals going around as well Um, looks like the same pedestal and clock and the one that you see looks like it has its analog hands are pointed straight up at 12 not moving okay I cast light, so um, as the mage hand fades away, my eyes glow, and I create enough light to see easily within 20 feet, and then dim light for an additional 20 for that, like, full 40. Um, I'll say you even... Is light a cantrip? Yes. Okay, that's fine then. But it looks like it's a a lit room. Okay, okay. I keep the light up, because Daisy never goes back. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Daisy is a shark gang, and she only goes forward. I think to Mara's list and say, tick-tock, and then step into the room. As you step into the room, you hear the door behind you slam shut. That tracks. And lock. <laughs> that doesn't track. <laughs> Turn back to the door. Um... <laughs> As you kind of wiggle the brass doorknob, it mm. seems like it is stuck. You turn around and you're in a circular room with six stone pedestals, 
like I said, on each pedestal is the same identical clock with analog hands. They are all at 12, and as soon as the door closes, they begin to tick, tick, tick. Perfectly aligned, ticking at the same exact time, 1201, 1202, 1203. Let's roll initiative. Awesome. Uh, it's a good thing I know that Mara died in this room. Fantastic. <laughs> and I rolled a three, which gives me a four. Okay. <laughs> I imagine I beat the clocks. <laughs> that's, that's actually an interesting thought experiment. <laughs> what comes first, time or the player? Time or the player. <laughs> We are in initiative, but as of now, nothing seems to be happening. A round is going to go by every six seconds, but as of right now, you were just standing, watching the clocks tick, 12.01, 12.02. Is there anything that you want to do up top? If it looks like there is no other exit and nothing necessarily no of note, I will probably walk straight towards the one, the one, you know, the one I could see when I walked in, mm -hmm. um, and... Take a look at it. See if there's any sort of characteristics on it. See if there's any sort of even just words, any instructions so that I can maybe, I don't know, start solving these damn t clicking clocks. <laughs> All right. Give me a perception check. Okay. 19 on the die, which that's like, uh, I don't know, 22. Let me just check. Uh, oh, nice. 23, baby. As you cross this room and start walking towards this clock that's on the far side, Nothing happens. They're just all ticking, ticking together. Um, it almost sounds like one really loud tick because they're so perfectly aligned. As you're walking across, you notice that you're kind of trudging and like this orange dust that has been everywhere is kind of piled high in this room. Almost like someone like swept a ton of it in here or um, something, you know, broke down over time. It's a kind of like powdery sand in like a terracotta color. You cross over to the clock, kind of having to pick up your feet a little bit in this like sandy, dusty room. And you investigate it and it just seems like a uh, ticking clock. You kind of look at the back and it's got some, um, you know, it seems to be magically ticking. There's no um, batteries in this world, sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn, I was good, I, what, my next round, I was gonna see if I could remove some batteries, but um, okay. And it, I will say, if you want to try and touch it or do anything to it, you can feel free, but other than that, um, just, uh, six seconds go by as you are examining the clock. I will, without looking at either of them, raise both my arms and send out two beams of crackling eldritch energy at the clocks that are to my left and right. Um, I'm trying to see if attacking them does anything. Because I think that if I, you know, Daisy doesn't sense any of the presences here for her mm -hmm. to communicate with. And her, her order of operations has always been talk to them. And if they don't talk back, um, use my magic to eliminate them. So, um, <laughs> yes, I think that I just try and attack two clocks. All right. This is the point where I have to look at the um, AC of wood. Because, you know, I sometimes you think, I found it. <laughs> um, sometimes you think that you've thought about every option in a puzzle. And then they're like, can I destroy the <laughs> can puzzle? Can I destroy a clock? <laughs> 
Um, is, your eldritch beams is that uh is that a melee attack? I do have to roll to attack. Yeah. Right. So it's two beams. They see what is fifteen, guys. Okay, here we go. I got a plus eight to this. First one is exactly a fifteen. Second one is a fourteen. <laughs> so I think that I'm trying to be cool and I don't look to check but mm-hmm. one of them definitely like fully misses like the one on the right <laughs> it's just like just like pings off the wall somewhere uh Daisy you shoot out one of these beams just kind of bounces off of this room's wall the other beam shoots directly into a clock and what does your uh what does this look like for you what kind of what does your magic look like I think now like as Daisy's power is growing it's it's moving from that kind of purplish to like more golden Mm. and so it's like a fusion of almost like a wispy ethereal kind of purplish smoke with like crackles of golden lightning through it that like as it explodes becomes like fully golden yellow so it like strikes into the clock and just (laughs) crackles of like electricity as you shoot this clock with this golden electricity uh, when this kind of smoke clears you see that the face of the clock has been blasted clean off there's just like wood splinters kind of laying in a heap on the pedestal and uh, below the ground and nothing seems to be happening i hope i didn't just break this and trap myself here because i at least need to die and if i don't die i'm stuck well Uh, is that your full turn (laughs) that's my action i will (laughs) let's see if there's anything fun i can do as a bonus action gang okay um bonus actions i will I'll probably get a short rest after this. I will Hexblades curse the clock in front of me. I look at it and I go, <laughs> tell me how to get out of here. And I curse it. <laughs> what does the curse do? Does that? I get a plus three to damage and I get a crit on a 19 and 20 if I hit Sick. it. So maybe <laughs> it's really useless, but I think that I think that in kind of, Daisy's still very new at this. So Daisy, mm-hmm. I think is still quick to, panic if it feels like Mm -hmm. things are not going the way she expected and it does feel unnerving just sitting alone in this room mara nowhere to be seen nor to be found you're wondering where did that tunnel go how do i meet back up with my friend as uh, your thoughts race and you hex this clock in front of you which it's honestly kind of irritating that it just doesn't react at all just keeps ticking that is going to be 12 seconds that have passed it's still your turn. One clock has been destroyed. One is cursed. I will go to the one that's cursed and attempt to remove it from the pedestal and attempt to move the hand. That's It's kind of, it honestly looks like I'm losing it a little. I like rush over and I'm like, and I start to like fiddle with it. And I try and open it and like force the hand, the minute hand or whatever that's moving to go back up to midnight. Like I'm thinking mm. that. If this runs out or if this is some sort of timer, I'm screwed. I got to stop it. I got to think of what to do. As you run over, grab this clock off the pedestal and move its hands. They go easily, no resistance, back up to the 12. You feel a stirring at your feet and hear sort of... As the dust below you starts to gather up, building and building, like watching the unsculpted body fall apart but in reverse you watch as a haunted cloakless maskless unsculpted assembles itself from the dust on the floor excellent maybe i can help you and you can help me how do we get out of here do you think and it's gonna roll initiative Uh (laughs) uh-oh 
<laughs> just looks at me. <laughs> I will say that you, um, because you just did that action on your turn, you're watching this uh, unsculpted kind of build itself back up, like pieces of dust, almost like magnet, like drawing it in and assembling a human form in front of you. If you had like um, movement or uh, bonus action or anything you want to do on that turn, this creature would is not yet a whole and would not get an attack of opportunity on you. She will cast invisibility oh, and she great. will go invisible. Yes, that is the right move. Excellent. I should have done Armor of Agatha sooner, but I think invisibility will end it's up being... Move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to not be here when this person <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> okay, 18 seconds have gone by now as you grab your Yikawa, take a stance, and then think better about it and actually go invisible. As you see the sun sculpted, its head kind of um, swiveling around as its eyeless sockets in its clay head look for you. That is going to be uh, the unsculpted's turn. It is going to take attacks on you with disadvantage. That makes sense. Sort of stumbling forward, not quite even put together, parts of it breaking off and then the dust filtering back up to kind of rejoin it back together. It's like a shambling, lifeless version of yourself that is horrifying to see. Uh, it swings at you with its handless arms. They get a 13 on you for the first hit. That does not hit. It doesn't hit. You step to the side as this creature uh, lumbers towards you and swings. The second attack is going to be a 14. 14 also does not hit. Sidestepping. <laughs> Still holding the clock, right? Yeah, I'm literally, I mean, okay, so does the, I believe that anything I'm holding goes invisible as well. Yeah, okay, so it goes invisible. So, but I am still definitely You're clinging to the clock, just like sidestepping left and right as these spins <laughs> come down to me. I'm like, Whoa. That is now going to be your turn, Daisy. The other clocks continue to, as this unsculpted uh, kind of stumbles about looking around wildly for you. Do I, could I make an insight check in like a, like Daisy's consciousness kind yes. of stretching out? Do I, can I get a sense of if this creature is truly mindless or do I, could I get a, like, does Daisy maybe think that she could try and reach out and it would be worth using her time to do so? <laughs> when you reached out to the uh, unsculpted under the lake bed, you were able to get sort of, um, a sense they were asking for water mm. and so you think that you could maybe hear some kind of echo of thought if you wanted okay so it, it does seem like they are like fucked up in no sense that i'm like that's something's going wrong here and they're gonna attack me but daisy probably goes like i would be remiss if i ignored essentially my core programming to try and help everyone yeah um, and this creature was once you assume like you just like everything else in here just like Mara and Rolo and that thirsty unsculpted you found in that dried up lake bed so you know whatever consciousness has been taken over by this dungeon there might be some kind of you know crumb somewhere in there I think if that's the case Daisy still holding to the clock um, tries to regain a little bravery and as a bonus action i choose one creature i can see within 30 feet so not even a spell just bonus action connecting my mind to this individual mm -hmm. um and i will happily use my full action here staying invisible to be like i don't want to hurt you i want to help you i'm here to help our kind more time i need more time 
I think back to the clock I destroyed and think that would mathematically be less time. Okay, I won't bring that up. Um, that that is my turn. Like I don't think I think that she's gonna fully focus all of her energy on just making some sort of communication with this creature. As you connect with this creature, it almost feels like painfully uh, empty and alone. Connecting with Ox, connecting with Mara, you have even connecting with the voice that you hear inside of your head, actually especially that voice, there's kind of a presence of life and energy and you feel like the force that keeps a body moving, but this creature's consciousness has long ago been lost in that blue ether and uh, now really all that remains is just kind of, you think, maybe a repetition of either its last thoughts or a, a powerful thought it had soon before its demise. You okay. just hear time, more time, please. 24 seconds have gone by. This unsculpted, looking left, right for whatever creatures took its clock, <laughs> pauses for a moment and then sort of pivots and is going to start walking over to another one of the clocks on the perimeter of the room, you watch as its hands start to bat at the face of the clock as it is attempting to move the hands of the clock forward. Forward as in like continuing its progress around the face of the clock? Forward in time, yes. Oh. You hear kind of a jump as it like forces this hand forward and you notice that all of the other clocks in the room also, they pause for a second and then seem to jolt forward and start ticking. 12.25, you see that you're now at 12.30. Like, time has jumped forward a little bit. Okay. I've it's destroyed your turn one now. clock. <laughs> so that's one. I am going to, coming out of invisibility, Okay. drawing water from my water skin, I'm going to try and freeze the clock I am holding in my hands to immobilize the mechanic with shape water. So Mm. I will essentially, I choose a five foot cube, just like when we were in that room, I can form it into simple shapes and I can freeze it, providing there's no creatures in it. So assuming that this clock in and of itself is a construct, I put my hands to it uh, and let the moisture kind of coat it and like Armor of Agathis, it like locks in frost. I'm hoping to stop it. Daisy, you create this uh, ice cube frost kind of crackling along the edges of this clock and then crawling over its face, freezing the hands where they are. You see that the unsculpted in front of you, whose clock you are still holding and uh, freezing now, looks back at you as you come out of invisibility and is going to start lumbering towards you again ignoring the clocks now all right i will quick and spell that make it a bonus action and then i will action cast armor of agathis on myself at a third level giving me 15 temporary hit points and that is now that and now that is my turn um as frost coats like it literally is like as I freeze the clock, the frost continues and spreads over my body to create this armor of Agathis. That is so sick. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably useless for me, but absolutely fucking love to look good. That's Daisy, I think, is realizing that. 
covered in ice and frost, clutching this clock. This unsculpted turns back towards you and um, going faster towards you now is going to try and attack you now. It can see you. Your time's up. I'm gonna roll its two attacks. First one is a 14 and second one is even lower. I think that now that I'm both hardened because of the kiln and then covered in frost, my movements aren't necessarily as quick. So it is kind of like parrying blows now. Like as a fist comes down, my hand kind of tries to glance it off of it with the ice to block these two hits coming in on me. Almost slipping off of your skin. Uh, It whacks ineffectually at you. That is going to be your turn. Close to uh, 36 seconds have gone by. Okay. Hmm. Now this creature wants more time, but when it turned the clock, it turned it forward. I've tried both time, both things that are available to me in terms of going to the past and staying in the present. I'm gonna try and do some future work um, and I will, (laughs) ooh, I guess I'm not close enough without taking attack of opportunity to another pedestal, am I? Yeah, you're kind of in the center of the room, and right. it he has kind of met you. So if you do um, walk kind of any direction, it's gonna swing at you as you leave. Great, I will. But I mean, hasn't hit you yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I Much I to my chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Then I think that I deserve a little smacking. Um, I will try and sl- I was gonna just misty step, but I was like, save the spell, baby. Let's get hit. Um, I will slide between its legs and try and go to the next available pedestal like on the other side and my goal will be to use my action to again like push it forward maybe even get it all the way to the to the midnight once again as you slide between this unsculpted's legs it is going to try and lunge at you as you are running towards another clock the one that is uh essentially next to the one that you destroyed perfect it's gonna do an attack come on crit I fucking crit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What's that? The to- uh, I imagine that's more than 20 when you crit. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah, 20, okay. I 24. Um, <laughs> I, I shouldn't I take have sounded. My spanking. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ashamed for sounding excited. Everyone's like, ugh, at home. No, they they're not love on my it. side now. <laughs> they know. They know. I'm I'm a sneaky little player now, and I, I need my I need my punishment. It is going to do damage to you as it is essentially just like hurling its body at you and cracking itself up against you. That is eight damage. Give me a constitution saving throw. Happily. And it takes 15 damage from my armor of Agathis. Oh, good. Constitution saving throw. Keegan, you got my back, baby. That is a 21. You don't have a heart, Daisy, but you almost feel like everything stops for you. And like that damage to your body was maybe going to be permanent. But it isn't oh, because no. you slide right out of the way. My life oh. drain fails. <laughs> no, low, low, low. As you run to this clock and you're gonna try and push it all the way forward. Yes, try and get it all the way back to 12 again, but this time fast forwarding. Okay, fast forwarding, you fingers forward, grab the little delicate uh, hands of the minute hand and move it forward in time up to 12 as if a full minute has passed you hear the other clocks around you stop and they're ticking and then as you step back and take your hand away from the clock the room is silent you hear a 
as the unsculpted crumbles to dust behind you. And when you turn around, uh, the door that you came through is open and the clocks have stopped. I walk over to the pile of dust um, and my hands still wet from my armor of Agathis. I stick my hand in them um, and again do another handprint on my face where the other one was to mark this fallen sculpted. Um, And then I will look at the clock in my hands and throw it over my shoulder and go, I might be an idiot. And then I walk (laughs) out the door. (laughs) Like the unsculpted, the clock shattering behind you. You leave a wet handprint in the center of this room and then your boots, you know, mark it out. As you pass through, you realize that you are back in the central chamber and you see a familiar figure sitting in the camp Mara looking up at you as you walk in and she looks kind of confused as you close a door behind you where did that clocks come from tick tock did you what what did you do I started with you know I there was no one to talk to I feel like I'm more of a people person so I you really are so I kind of lost my cool a little bit and ended up destroying one of them and then oh, i didn't think to destroy them it didn't help i'll be honest with you i froze one of them also didn't help it wasn't until i pushed the minute hand all the way to finish the full minute but this creature when i reached out to it it was asking for more time i i don't know i don't know well more time kind of is moving forward you know what i mean you can't Everyone wants, like, more time, like, I want to go back and have the time again, but the way that you have more time is just to keep living, right? Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I've had a couple years to think about that one. I tried to move them all back, and I had to fight, like, six of those guys, so... Six of them? Oh, my God. I... I mean, you're alive, so it seems like you got out of it pretty okay. I quietly think to myself, maybe I'm not an idiot after all. (laughs) Um, but I go, okay, well, I don't know where to go from here. And I kind of look at the other tunnels. So many doorways and tunnels and cracks and crevices you could go through. It seems like this place has doubled or even tripled. You feel so overwhelmed by the amount of options around you. Um, as Mara kind of, you know, puts her notebook aside that she was writing in, stands up and um, walks you know, towards the middle to meet you and says, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Um, you were gone for a little bit while you were in the, in the kiln. And I was thinking, and I think you're really great and you're really brave and really strong, but I cannot do this anymore. I know that I'm going to end up soon like those in Sculpted that we saw I'm already starting to feel like thirsty, kind of, like just can't stop thinking about getting a drink of water. I think it's better if I probably just stay here, because I'm just going to hold you back. I can't force you to do anything. I'm not Ox. (laughs) Yeah, you're not. Good one. I see two paths before you. 
as there were before me. You can stay here and live alone and wait to dry up and crumble. Or you can walk with me and we can walk to the top and make them crumble. Wow. Yeah, see, you keep making me want to go with you because it's so cool when you say stuff person, like that. Definitely, I would, if those clocks talked, I would have gotten out of that room faster. I have had one thought because I've gone through these tunnels a thousand times, Daisy. And I know you're really good in inspirational speeches, but like, I think I might have died like a hundred times or 200 times. I can't even really count anymore. But I had one last thought of maybe one last thing we could try. Because I kind of think that maybe all these tunnels and all these different puzzles and enemies, they're just a way to drive us mad. Like, I've never seen anything really different than me anywhere but the first day I came here when I fell to that lake through the mirror. Have have you? No. Not really. I mean, the thing that I wasn't aware of is the other presences in here. I feel something else, someone else speaking to me. I don't know if it's the wizard. I don't know. I've I've always heard people, so I don't know, but mm. Like another voice besides the one you heard, like when you fell through the lake? Yeah, a nicer voice. Oh. Someone who, I guess Ox is my only frame of reference, but someone closer to Ox than a terrifying tentacle monster. Right, right. What does it say to you? It tells me to claim my power, and I think, and I think that I'm actually getting a hang of that now. It just says, claim your power? I mean, it's saying a lot of different things, but the the thesis statement seemed to be kind of coming into my own, so to speak. But it was also asking me about the wizard, kind of was, and the naiad. Like, it was questioning if I knew what they really were or what the final goal was. I've never been truly clear on what the end of this journey would look like. I just know... I'm going to complete it, so... It sounds like a good voice to listen to, Daisy. Certainly better than the tentacle one, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, well, I'll tell you my idea. Every year, Ox sends one of us in, right? Right. First it was, I guess, whoever was first, and then Rolo at some point, all of these, unsculpted, you, there's gonna be someone next, right? So... What if we wait for a year and then we could try to either meet this new sculpted or follow them into the mirror? I mean, worst case, we die again, right? But best case, we might be able to talk to the voice or kind of gleam some kind of information that we didn't get the first time. I mean, we know what to expect now. We're going to fall into water seaweed's gonna drag us down we're stronger but I haven't been able to find my way back there will I last that long 
I think so. I mean, God. Your number was so much higher than me, Daisy. I think that... I think I've been in here for a while. And it's weird, because... Ox isn't that old. Like, you've seen through the window, right? How, how humans age. I guess, kind of hard to see, but Ox might have told you, you know? He's like... Not that old of a guy, so how come there's so many of us here? Were we just stumbling in before? Do you even really know how long the dungeon has been here? Did he ever say? Just as long as anyone can remember? Yeah. I think back to the number. I think it was 719. It was high. And Mara told you that she was somewhere in the 400s. Mara, why would Ox want to send us in here? Why does he think that's going to work? I don't know. Yeah. Why send just some basically newborn creature in to fight a powerful wizard in his lair? Does he really think that's going to work? Is he just a coward, maybe? Or an idiot? Or, I don't know. I know so few of them, but humans are exhausting. Yeah. Daisy, I think if we just had more time to wait for someone, and then when they come, we can try and find them. I mean, hell, we could we could even try and meet Ox when he opens the boulder and lets them in, you know? We could, we could ask him, what the hell? We could say, what the hell, man? Why'd we- you put us in here? Do you think we can get back to that original entry? I mean, I know how to get back. It's really just one way. Okay. Well, I guess, do you know any games? Because we have a whole year to kill. Incredible. <laughs> I spend my entire time, my entire year shooting Eldritch Blasts at the walls. Yeah, yeah, I will never miss another clock. I was going to say, Daisy... Is there anything you do in this time? Because you and Mara have a full kind of calendar year for uh, to wait for your opportunity. Mara eventually rustles up from underneath something that she snatched from Rolo. It's one of those wooden clocks that is kind of brokenly ticking, a way that she has been, you know, measuring some type of time. Hmm, I... Do you keep adventuring and keep learning, or do you just bide your time with Mara and the Beetle? Daisy is less gung-ho about leaping into more adventures, but still does adventure. I think that she, no matter how strong she feels that she's gotten, she continues to strengthen herself, knowing that, yes, this may limit the number, like, number of failures she can have in the future if, if after a year we get a new person and I keep falling, but also knowing that this may be the only way for me to be strong enough to face whatever challenges ahead. So I think that she's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die, but I'm going to do it as strong as I can. Okay. You spend a lot of your days away from Mara, who refuses to go beyond her camp anymore, just kind of settling into domestic life with the beetle. You run into a fair amount of unsculpted who are usually... uh, you know, requesting some combination of water or time or even the wizard or the naiad. You die a couple of times, always getting stronger. You and Mara are friends and you see each other in the evenings. 
It kind of feels weird the first couple weeks to just settle down and wait at night. You guys play games. Sometimes you and the beetle fight just for fun, but Mara always breaks it up before it gets too serious. <laughs> and I and I do take it too far. <laughs> like I'll be like, yield, yield, <laughs> with the yikla to its head. You've never been close to another person like this. And now in your mind, you have three friends. Mara, the beetle, and the voice that's inside you, which speaks to you still sometimes in quiet moments or as you sleep, asking you questions, checking in on how you're doing, how your quest for power is going, always questioning, always going over the facts and clues, always speculating what could be the height of power that gets you out of here. A full year passes, and eventually, it is the day Mara marks it off in her notebook. In a way, it kind of feels just like another day in the dungeon, but you and Mara rise that morning with nervous energy. Today's the day, so uh, what's the plan? Are we just going to talk to them or follow them in? Or are we going to talk to Ox? Like, what are we going to do? I, at this point, because I think that the same kind of ritual happens every time Every time she has to put down another sculpted, I think that she, you know, dips her hand in water to kind of make a little muddy substance mm-hmm. and then has, over the year, kind of used those handprints to create designs on her body. So she's, like, trying to honor those she has had to strike mm-hmm. down or had to put to rest if, you know, even, even if they weren't being hostile, if they were, like, suffering. As Mara's seen you do this, at first she kind of just watched and then as you two have gotten closer over this year and been training together. And she does have a certain reluctance to uh, move beyond her room. But when you come back with a fresh hand mark, she also dips her hand in the dust and then puts a uh, handprint on her face and on the beetle's shell too. Um, We arise that morning and as she looks to me, I am already looking at the hallway we're going to go down. I think that if we have an opportunity, we could try and leave this place. But the first thing we should do is try and talk. You mean like Bolt? What about all the unsculpted? Mara kind of gestures at the handprints covering her. I mean, I'm not I'm not discounting you. Like I I want to get out of here too so bad, but like I don't know. Do more of us just keep coming in here? If you and I get away and what run away into the plane and just stumble out there forever? I was thinking that we would stay and we would run things differently. Oh. But let's talk first. See if we can learn what we need and see if the better quest is to stay in here and to continue upwards. Or downwards. I think we're, we're we're still not settled on it's an up or down thing. I'm not totally settled okay. yet. Although four a words. lot of the water has been kind of been down. Okay, okay. Let's go. We'll say four words because no matter what. Four words in time at least. Four words in time. Well, um, we could go down there and see what we find. But I also, I know a shortcut if you want. And she gestures to the giant beetle made chasm in the middle of the floor which has lost its anti-gravity field since the first time you traveled down it and is now just a hole in the floor are we going void swimming again oh i love when we do this i guess i'll see you at the start mara holds her hand out and waits for yours i take it and i let us fall okay always kind of scary 
You know, you never get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Splat. You guys falling forward together, instead of spiraling out by yourself for the first time, you have kind of a weight anchoring you at your side. You can already see um, the darkness fading from your vision and being replaced with this bright blue light. You watch as ripples seem to pass through and then almost like sphere-like orbs. Give me another nature check. Oh boy. Trans die. Oh my god, exactly a 10 once more. <laughs> Unbelievable, I'm not even trying. Daisy just getting fully distracted <laughs> in the beauty of it, not at all thinking about what my next step should be. As this blue light kind of ripples, turning to white, yellow, back to blue, dark green near the bottom edges, um, you think about it, but all you can really feel is just that floating feeling in your mind and then the cool, calm anchor of Mara's hand in yours. There's no voice telling you to fight. There's no pressure to get as powerful as you can. For once, Daisy, your own inner voice is silent, knowing that if you can solve this dungeon, it won't be the moment you were born for. It's going to be the moment your life begins. You may level up to level 10. I am so powerful. As powerful I'm, as I can get, baby. <laughs> I truly think that I am getting the vacation treatment of a player where you get to like, I'm skipping through all it's the It's a levels. little tour. You're on like, a cruise. Like, <laughs> like, I don't have to work. The last five came easy peasy. You just spent yeah. a whole year training. Just kind of fast forwarded through that. <laughs> we started recording this in 2020. <laughs> and so. I've been making Noah. I'm you staggers. <laughs> When you and Mara eventually return to your bodies, you are not at the entrance of the dungeon. Big bummer. <laughs> you are in a room completely empty. The only notable thing about it is its walls around you are entirely mirrored. You and Mara, standing close together, still clutching hands, are confronted with dozens of mirrored versions of yourselves. It's quiet, except for a faint sound. Give me either a perception check or a nature check. I'm always perception. I'm not a nature kid. Uh, <laughs> oh, could have been a nature kid, though, because of that role. That is a 23 nice. perception. You keep hearing like a, a gentle slap once in a while, and it sounds like a gentle slap. Gentle slap. <laughs> sounds like uh, the sound of like water lapping up against a surface. After a moment, as you stand there, your mirrored versions just completely identical to yourselves, there is a faint rumbling stir next to you as dust attracts and draws together to create the lumbering form of Mara's massive beetle friend, and his <sighs> reflection joins yours. Hey, you made it! And I go and I do like the pet under the chin, like scritchy little thing. <laughs> yeah, this is yes. Mara also looks really relieved and goes, oh. Hey, buddy. I'm sorry we totally forgot to say goodbye. Did you leap in the hole? <laughs> I guess he did. Are you coming with us? And the beetle chitters at her and then opens its mandible up and outpours a monstrous, many-layered voice that you have heard once before. <laughs> you two are so unpredictable. 
I admire your determination and your plan, but I cannot let you speak with Ox. Since you are so adamant about dying, I will answer your questions. The beetle waddles around so that its back is to you. It unfolds its shimmering wings, and behind them, in the chasm where its body should be, is an image that bends your mind, a long, dark staircase leading down into the floor. Beetle, I trusted you. What about all those evenings sitting around a fire just looking at each other because we don't need to eat or breathe? It just kind of that meant nothing. <laughs> looks looks back at you. Mara, this is one of the greatest betrayals I've ever experienced in my two years of life. This is insane. This is kind of crazy, yeah. Well, okay, the good news is that I think that we kind of skipped a step in right. our desire to deal with this problem. Seems like we're being invited, yeah. So, okay, let's let's be good house guests. Mara looks around at the beetle's face. So you're so you're not coming. Do you, can can you invert in a way? Is it possible? <laughs> Shaking to... its metabol. Yeah, that kind of felt wrong. No. I didn't think so. Yeah, he's okay. not coming. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, all right, let's go. Uh, the road ahead of you is very dark, and Mara unsheaths her sickle, preparing for anything. And you see that she's had a little bit of a glow up too, and her uh, her big sickle is shedding bright moonlight. Uh, in front of you, not too far, but just enough so you can see the steps in front of you. You going down? Definitely. Finally. You descend down the staircase. The sound of gently lapping waves, quiet at first, then louder, as you soon reach the sandy shores of a vast underground lake. Give me a perception check. Come on. See what you can see about the space. Keegan! Keegan, Keegan, yay. I invoke you. Keegan, Keegan. Uh, <laughs> that is another twenty-three on perception. Keegan, that is two eighteens on your die. Thank Incredible. you. Incredible. Wow, she's really showing up and showing out. She loves <laughs> the, light the mini of arc. Keegan shines <laughs> upon me. Uh, in front of you, this water is murky green and blue, with those same bright glints of bioluminescence swirling through that you saw the first time you were here. Looking out to the horizon line, the scope of your vision ends far before the water does. It seems impossible for a body of water this large to exist underneath Falter. At first you think that there are rocks or something floating and bobbing in the water, but then you realize that these frequent protrusions over the water are just a horrifying amount of sculpted, unsculpted, you aren't sure. Hundreds of clay bodies suspended just beneath the surface of this lake. Their chipped noses, backs of their broken off wrists occasionally bobbing to the surface as the water ebbs and flows. They seem completely inanimate. Their arms are by their sides, those who have arms, and they seem in various states of togetherness. Some are newer, still wearing masks and waterlogged cloaks that weigh them down a little bit more than the others. Others are missing hands, feet, the fronts of their faces. Others still are broken entirely apart, and their chipped body parts float loosely among the ones that are still whole. 
two main questions. Yes. My first is that, does this remind me, is this water the same as the water from the mirror room when I first went into it? Like, is this? Seems like it. It has that same, uh, you were being kind of lit up when you first fell in by just these little like bioluminescent plankton that were illuminating just like a few inches above the surface of the water. And it seems to be that same kind of water. Okay. And I mean, I was not fully a sentient being when I was pulled out of the muck, but do I, when I look at these beings, do they look to be like, so they, they look to be a mix of people who have been sculpted into something and people who are like maybe that original bog body kind of thing where they're like not defined yet. Give me, um, I'd say an insight check. Okay. Okay. Plus one to the insight trans die trans rights it's pride that's a 17 <laughs> very nice it seems to you like uh you do see that some of these bodies obviously have the masks and the cloaks are like you and mm -hmm. were probably sent in here for the other ones it's a little hard to tell but it seems like maybe the ones who don't have masks and cloaks on are so broken apart you think that maybe they were just like the original ones who were sent in here oh. like they've been here for so long that they have lost you know any uh reminiscence of what was outside and oh, now they're okay. just chipped and broken apart much like the ones that you have um, stumbled into in your time here okay and with your very good perception check you see one more thing that you might have you know glanced over at first it's easy to miss but you spot it in this sea of bodies, one protrusion that doesn't look like the others, a dark blue head with black wet hair and the round moons of two shoulder blades sticking out of the water with the water like up to its nose, just below its eyes. This figure's ghostly blue eyes stare out unblinkingly at you over the lake like they've been watching you this entire time. Her mouth is submerged, but you hear her voice like shoes in your mind, just like how you connect with Mara and Ox that same way. Most lose themselves up there very quickly. You're the only ones I've ever let visit twice. And Mara kind of is looking around as if she hears the voice too. As she's speaking to me, I press my hands together and like slide them to conjure up my Yukawa using my um pact of the blade um, so I have that in my hand and then I simultaneously am also going to cast armor of Agathis on myself I summon this power and then I look out to her um, subtly communicating telepathically to Mara like what direction she should be looking um, Mara's eyes lock on and then I speak in her mind connecting with her this time why are we being put through this? That's a great question. I suppose, if you asked some, the why is killing the wizard, rescuing the naiad, and returning to Ox for your trophy. I have unfortunate news for you. There is no wizard, just me and a powerful fool named Ox. Do you want to know your true story, Daisy? Absolutely. I'm tired of Ox's lies. My sisters and I lived in this place for millennia. 
Long before Ox and Falter, long before Cascus was overrun by mortals. One day, Ox stumbled upon our waters, mind lost to magic. And he did what humans always do, selfishly use us for their own entertainment and folly. He emptied the lake in a mad power spree. My sisters and I, laying suffocating in the lake bed, I begged him to save us, but drained and delirious, all he could create was a pond small enough for me. First, I was grateful to this weak man. He realized what he had done, and he kept me company as I mourned my sisters. We grew closer. But when I asked for his help returning me to the sea, he grew jealous and imprisoned me in this place. And then you lot came along. The water was gone, but its power still lived on in the earth. It spat you out. Echoes of naiads, hollow earthen souls, just barely covered in mud and clay. Nature will out. I think he thought you would keep me company at first, like sending me children would be substitution for a life of my own. I made this place into an endless maze to spite him. He knew he couldn't keep me imprisoned forever, so he started trying to kill me like a coward, by making soldiers of my siblings. Foolish. He thinks he's chipping away at me, but year by year he builds my army. I've been collecting you. Your minds may belong to the water and wander free, but your bodies are mine. And once I have enough of you, I will let these waters flow free, and we will flood and reclaim what they call falter. Your perspective is a reasonable one. Must all suffer for Ox's mistakes? All did suffer, Daisy. Look. Look around you. And you look out at just this sea of what you now know are just like half-formed lives that the Earth has been spitting out trying to keep on this people and just failing. You understand my tale. So you have to understand what we have to do. You'll forgive that I need to kill you again now. You made a mistake. I am not yours. I am my own. Let's roll initiative. Woo! That's Woo! an eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nine. That's a nine. The water stirring and boiling. The naiad begins to rise out of the lake and reveals herself to be... Well, the top half, Naiad, and the bottom half, some twisted abomination. A conglomerate, twisting, writhing mass of body parts that are below her, reaching hands and clay torsos sticking out of her left and right, all reaching and using their hands to propel her forward and drag her through the water at an alarming rate. As she cuts through the water towards you, the clay bodies in the water begin to rise to the surface and sit up water spilling down their blank expressions. It is going to be the Naiad's turn first. Because I win. Because you won. That <laughs> It is 100%. You've I won now. Won, and you have way more people than me, so like numbers game, you won that too. <laughs> well, you should have um, brought more. Man, I should have brought more. Or I should have given up. Imagine if I was like, <laughs> you're right. I think men yeah, suck, so fucking execute me. <laughs> Your plan sounds good. I actually really like this. If you need to kill me, I guess go ahead. 
swimming quickly towards you, moving through the water. This naiad is too far still to uh, make any kind of melee attack on you. I'd say it's about um, 50 feet away from you out in like the middle of this lake, Mm. but uh, it's many clay mouths that are kind of sticking out of its huge body begin to babble and shriek. Give me a wisdom saving throw. And Mara's also gonna roll. That's a natural 19, and then it was a wisdom, so that is actually a dirty 20. Mara also passes. She clamps her hands down on the side of her head, trying to hear less of this insane song slash wail slash screech. You guys both pass that, and nothing happens to you, luckily. You can't use them against us. As you shout that across at her, Daisy, this sculpted unsculpted army rising up they seem to clamber up and walk on this water as if it is nothing they are going to surge towards you and mara onto the banks and they are trying to attack you good good my siblings we don't have to do this we absolutely do not have to do this (laughs) okay not gonna work got it great more time that's 219s a 20 and a 14. I will say the 19 and 14 are on Mara, 19 and 20 are on you, because th- you're the one speaking up to this. Do both of those hit the Yes, the 19 and 20 both hit. Great. A shield would have only blocked the 19 anyways. I was like, man, it's not worth it. That's 14 damage on you. A little less damage on Mara. Um, and they both, or whomever hit me, both of them take 10 damage from my armor of Agathis as there's a blast of frosty energy. Ice cold, baby, ice cold. Bodies just absolutely shattering out from over you, but more spilling in towards you. That is going to be Mara's turn now. Mara starts looking through all these bodies as she's throwing her hands up and trying to keep them from like overwhelming her and dragging her into this water. She is scanning out and she says, Daisy, our... Our bodies, they must be in here somewhere. Do we need to find them? Is there... I don't know. I mean, it seems like we've just been stuck here. Maybe that would help us get out? I'll take your word for it. Uh, And I guess that if I can, um, whenever my turn is, I will look around for that. All right. She is also going to uh, use her turn to scan through the water and see if she sees any sign of her body. Wow. It didn't even occur to me that my bodies would also be in here. (laughs) How many bodies did I give to this bitch? (laughs) That is a low roll for Mara. Uh, It's hard to see with all of these different bodies breaking up against the shore and so many of them looking so similar. Mara's having a tough time distinguishing which could be hers or yours. That is going to be your turn now. Most of these bodies, like 50% of what they once were, but their hands are scrabbling at your ankles and they're just like breaking into you and bumping up against the side of you as you're like being overwhelmed by this clay army. Love that for me. I am going to cast Blur on myself as my action and then I will bonus action Hexblade's Curse as my form begins to vibrate, moving faster than it ever has. Um, And I look to her. Okay, just tell me where it is. Just just tell me. Which one of them is it? I lose track. Come on. You don't even have any sort of, no, like, rotary of No them? categorization system, no. You're ab- you want to make an army, but you have no bureaucracy? You're, You're- all just floating in here. <sighs> that is going to be the Naiad's turn again. 
Oh, and blur, by the way, means they roll with disadvantage on me. Okay, great. On melee attacks? Yes. Or, okay. I, I think actually all attacks. All attacks. Yeah. Sick. Moving closer and closer towards you, her hands, many hands, propelling her forward through the water. She is still gibbering and screeching as her mouth speaks to you normally, but all the hundreds of mouths below her are just babbling this incoherent language at you. Give me another wisdom saving throw. Excellent. And so is Mara. Oof, less good on that one. That's only a 10. Okay, a 10 just passes. Mara passes with uh, flying colors. She seems to not even be concentrating as she's like grabbing bodies up from this army (laughs) and like tossing them to the side as she's like checking. Taking a look, see, nope, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Is that one me? Did you find me yet? Does this look like you? Does this look like you? God, no. You think I look like that? Come on. We've spent a year together. You're pretty new, so you've probably got your mask still. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Didn't even occur to me. (laughs) That is going to be this unsculpted army's turn. Again, uh, flailing at you and Mara, trying to take you down. 12 and an 11 on you. Miss! But one of these attacks lands on Mara. Mara! That's nine damage to her. Mara, barely looking up at the Nyad, is going to uh, hold her hand forward and cast Bane on this Nyad, who is going to yes. roll a charisma saving throw. Yes. She does not seem very charismatic, but what do I know? <laughs> what? I'm she a seems people's person. Nice. I'm the people person. <laughs> I'm really good. I can. I'm like an empath. I kind of. I can read people. This really lady's well. definitely not a people person. That's for sure. I mean, except for how many people she's taken captive. <laughs> I have people. I'm a people person. Absolutely not. You have no social skills. If this is how you think you ma- you make friends, I mean, come on. This naiad casts Bane as she recoils back and screeches as uh, Mara shoots a sort of beam of moonlight towards her. Ooh, so she's baned? Hell yeah. She is baned. That is now going to be your turn. Excellent. Okay, I will um, use my action to make that perception check. It feels like it's important enough that I should at least be using a turn every two turns to look. So okay. I will um, make that check. And Mara uh, does seem like she is actively going to do this now that this Nyad is like a weakened a little bit. Mm. She kind of returns back to sifting through the water. Okay. Oh my god. That's a fucking that one. Absolutely not. Oh shit. Alright. Uh, bonus action. Is there anything I can do that's fun? Let's see. That's my turn. You know, it doesn't feel like there's anywhere I could go movement-wise without provoking opportunity attacks. So I think that right now I'm just like holding up my Yukawa, like trying to fight people off. Okay. Sounds great. Margo's I don't see it yet, but I'll I'll help you next time. Getting closer and closer to you, you start to feel this like panic kind of well up in your chest as you and Mara are like shooting off spells and then sifting through this water as the Snyad draws closer, her sound growing ever louder. Give me another wisdom saving throw. Oh my god, this bitch in her wisdom saves. That time I fail. (laughs) Only a matter of time and it is growing louder so I think that like as I'm kind of flailing behind this, I rolled a six total so I eventually it breaks through my psyche. Mara also fails on this one as this naiad looming large high over you she is like swelling out of the lake higher and higher and it is just like an endless amalgamation of bodies that make up the lower half of her 
This is a fun thing. We are going to roll a d8 to determine what you and Mara both do on your turn. Oh, on a one to four, the creature does nothing. On a five or six, the creature takes no action or bonus action and uses all its movement to move in a randomly determined direction. And on a seven or eight, the creature makes a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach or does nothing if it can't make such an attack. Wizards of the Coast, I would like to formally complain that confusion is not something I have as a psychic sorcerer some sort of defense <laughs> against, but you know what? We'll talk later, I guess. Uh, and for the for the crew at home, uh, this is a, a homebrewed version of the gibbering mouther. Ooh, those fuckers. I, know, I don't know the stats <laughs> of them, but I know what they look like. <laughs> All right, so you can Scary. give me the uh, d8 roll and one for Mara as well. You can roll for her. Oh, how fun. All right, I'll, I'll roll Mara's first. Okay. That's a two. So, okay, she does nothing. Okay. That is a six for me. Okay, for a six, you take no action or bonus action. You're going to use all your movement to move in a randomly determined direction. So I guess let's roll a d4 and you choose whether one or four is into the water. Okay, I will choose one to be in the water. I feel okay. like that makes the most sense. Three! All right. You move to the side. You are going to um, just invoke a couple of opportunity attacks from this army of Great. undead. They roll with disadvantage because I'm still blurred. Oh, that's true. So that is a 14, which doesn't hit you, right? That's right. All right. Okay, it is now this army's turn. Um, Mara seeming really overwhelmed and just standing there looking into the water. Daisy, I don't I don't see them. I don't know, which one. I don't know who is us. Uh, they're going to swing out on you guys. Oh, and they're rolling with disadvantage on you, right? Just on me, yeah. Okay, so that's super low, not going to hit. Yes. And that's a 17? That is a 17. I will cast shield, and it will block it. All right, perfect. You <laughs> dispel this attack. Now they're going to roll on Mara, who is standing there stock still. One of them hits again. That is a few more damage on her. No. How's she looking? I know she's only been hit a little, but does she is she like showing wear and tear now? Mara looks like she's definitely taken a couple of blows. She's been kind of standing in front of you, like really taking the uh taking the initiative on hunting through these bodies for the water, and she has been absorbing some of these blows for sure. That is going to be your turn. Okay. And on your turn is when you move in a direction and do nothing and so that's why you took that damage we just cool. calculated it ahead of time cool so that that's my turn was to do that great thing. mara also does nothing on her turn that is going to be back around to the naiad's turn pulling itself up on the shore but its body kind of remaining rooted in the water it seems like it kind of goes on like forever back into the water and like deep down below the surface i can tell that rolling uh, one on my d4 was um not what i wanted to do it sounds like <laughs> getting in the water is a really bad choice for me <laughs> she is going to try and make a bite attack on mara because she's just standing there at the edge of the water doing nothing mara. and say so you kind of moved a little bit and absorbed that blow mara mara 
My girl. <laughs> girl, <laughs> what are you doing? Luckily, this creature is kind of uncoordinated. It's just a, a huge assembly of like gnashing mouths. It doesn't really have any direction or sight at what it is attacking. And Mara just luckily is standing there frozen still, manages to avoid any kind <laughs> of fight. Truly, truly a warrior. Truly a warrior. <laughs> Paralyzed and just missing. The unsculpted army, now with this giant monstrosity in its midst, seems to kind of swell back a little bit, like the tide is um, pulling back a little bit. If you and Mara would like to take opportunity attacks, you can. Yeah, and I will I will use my feet Warcaster to cast a spell as an opportunity attack. Please. And I will use... I guess I'll just Eldritch Blast them. Yeah, I'll okay. save my. I have. I was like, destroy them. They're hurting my friend. But I'm like, uh, you know what? It may be a little early to start using my third levels. All right, I'll make two attacks because right, it is two blasts. Circle. Natural 20 on my first. Incredible. And a natural two on my second. But plus nine is an 11. I don't think that hits. But an 11 misses, unfortunately. Although they do not have a super high AC. Had to ask. All right. Mara also hits with her sickles, just kind of smashing one like a dry vase breaking against the floor. Yeah. Let's shatter this terracotta army. Um, that is going to be 16 damage. Nice. For my Eldritch Blast as I like conjure up. Now they're like golden and sparking like electricity, and I just <laughs> hurl them um, and they explode. Cutting decently into this army, even as it retreats, you guys kind of totally smash up a couple of the bodies and just make them totally unrecognizable. That is now going to be Mara's turn. Mara, shaking herself out of it a little bit, is going to swing out at the Naiad, who is now within her reach. It's not hard to uh, hit this creature, but she only manages to do it once. <laughs> oh no. She swings once and the hands kind of push the sickle away and then she manages to turn around and swing back and connect the second time. Nine damage. Yes. Chip away. Not too crappy. You're a terrible mother. I feel oh. like you're my mother figure and you're terrible. And Ox is my father figure and he's terrible. Why did I have terrible parents? Mara. You definitely got to find new ones. <laughs> definitely. Can you adopt parents? I don't know what humans do. Or we could just not have parents. I don't know how it works either. Hmm. That is going to be your turn, Daisy. Excellent. Now that they're kind of swelling back and there's an opportunity, as I fire off those two Eldritch Blasts, I conjure up my Yukawa and stab forward, trying to attack her. Crit for me. Yes! You fucking crit? <laughs> I said crit for me oh, also. Oh, shit. So, okay, here we go, baby. Also, I called a crit uh, last, last time recorded, time. and now oh. you're recording a crit. Wow. <laughs> Dreams do come true, people. Okay. That is 15 damage from a Yukawa. Nice. Ooh, you gain a plus four to damage rolls do you, because of Hexblade's curse. Does that also double, do you think, on a crit? Mm. The wording of it is against the cursed target, you gain a plus four damage to roll. So it's not like it's like, you know, you don't double the modifier, right. but this isn't part of the modifier. It's just like you toss four more damage on double it. Double that shit. So that's another, so that was 15 plus another eight so I'm gonna burn two sorcery points to quicken spell lightning bolt. Nice. And I'm gonna try and hit her and go through her into the sculpted, unsculpted that are surrounding her. 100 foot straight line from me. 
um, a stroke of lightning five feet wide. So I'm aiming it just at her, but it'll go for the full 100 feet is my understanding of it. Sure. All right, they have to roll saves? Yes, dexterity, dexterity and the DC saves. is 17. The Nyad has minus one to dex rolls, and then it's going to be minus a D4 as well. So I found you. Roll high, girlfriend. <laughs> roll high for feminism. Okay, already it's a 12. <laughs> and then it's a... It's cruel to do the Bane on top. And then it's an 11. <laughs> so that's for her. I'll also roll for the unsculpted army. Fucking excellent. They roll a 10. Great. Everyone fails. Excellent. Lightning just shooting through the water and illuminating everything below it. Miles of what looks like tangled kelp and seaweed that connects with her body like some giant stem that anchors her in the water. Ooh, 20 damage to anybody who failed their save. Okay. Um, as this lightning just shoots across, sparking and like little trails of it crackling off of it. And I do think that Daisy is shooting it out the front of the Yokawa. So it's like I stab her and then it's just like, <laughs> just a cannon of lightning. Uh, Mara looks impressed, goes, wow, I don't think that Rolo knew how to do it with that. You let me die one too many times. This naiad screeches, covering her eyes as this unnatural lightning uh, kind of shocks around her and sends these unsculpted crashing back in waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She is not looking great already. There are limbs that are falling off of her and some of these mouths that were gibbering and part of her are now just like cracked apart, broken maws. That is going to be her turn now. She is going to lunge at you and try to bite you. With disadvantage. With disadvantage. Because you still have blur. Fucking blur. Ooh. There's no way. It's a 10. Yeah gnashing mindlessly at you, screaming with rage. You hear her screaming, My sisters, we need more time. I'm sorry, but you're fresh out. The unsculpted army seems to be kind of uh, dazed and a little inert again, is kind of sloshing back and forth behind her as the lake water is slowly starting to rise, the tide coming back towards you guys. It is going to be Mara's turn. She is going to use her... uh, whole turn to help you guys look for your bodies as mar goes we've got to be in here somewhere i think that we can break the loop if we just get back to ourselves and get the fuck out of here Ooh, there's a lot of i think at this point daisy's eyes are like wild with rage and this kind of radical self-defining i like i am here you do not own me you do not own our kind i tell her you keep looking and then i on my turn i would i'm gonna cast a spell instead okay. of look really focus on looking for her body mara kind of looking panicked in the eyes and like grabbing unsculpted bodies and throwing them aside she's looking for you but you also hear muttering where am i where am i she's going to do another investigation check and she rolls a nat 20. Yes, Mara! I knew, I knew it, girl. <laughs> I knew it, trusting you was the right move. I was like, I'm, you use your turn. I trust you. Don't don't waste it I'm on me. I'm fucking this lady up. <laughs> I'm, fucking her up. I'm not going to roll well on the perception check. I already know. I already know God has that for me. Mara kind of, you notice her in your peripheral standing up as your eyes are locked on this naiad that's thrashing kind of near the shores of the water. Mara points her hand over and there's sort of like a little grotto like a curve where uh, 
the water kind of goes into its own little pool before breaking up against the shore and you see two bodies that are laying completely inert the rest of the unsculpted bodies having been knocked back a little dazed but clambering up you see that these two bodies are completely still just gently sloshing next to each other one looking like it has a robe on with a hooded cloak and a, a mask with runes and handprints on it and another body that looks very old and crumbling apart. Oh, tragic. As Mara goes, you, that, I see you, but where am I? I don't know if you're gonna like the answer to that. That's your turn, Daisy. I now, again, like just pulling my Yikawa out of her as the lightning finishes, responding to Mara, I look at the Nyad Free this army, and I'm gonna cast Suggestion. Ooh, I love it. You see her eyes filled with rage and madness and grief, surrounded by all of these broken, lifeless bodies. You speak to her, and she seems to consider what you're saying for a second. What does she have to roll? She's gonna roll a DC 17 wisdom saving throw. DC 17 wisdom saving throw. She has plus zero to this and she has to subtract a D4 (sighs) because she is still baned. So just don't roll, I guess, a nat 20. (laughs) That'll be hard for (laughs) a bane for me to get out of it. Total, that is a two. Really, the look you were giving me, I was like, oh no, I'm fucked. All right, so the way that this spell works is that I influence them to free this army, whatever she considers that. Um, and once she does it, the spell ends. So it is no longer. This also, because it's concentration, I'm dropping blur. So I'm no okay. longer blurring. As you are speaking with this Nyad, telling her to set the sculpted, the unsculpted, you, Mara, free. You see Mara next to you starts kind of with a mind of her own, her eyes blank, walking, trudging through these kind of uh, bobbing and confused, unsculpted towards the grotto where your bodies lie. You see her kind of um, grab your cloak and uh, the like hewn off wrist of this clay remnant and start dragging them back towards the shore. Oh my god, she's gonna fall apart in front of me. (laughs) As the Nyad looks at you, it's it's many mouths kind of opening and closing, opening and closing, the song dying. She looks lost for words at first and then slinks back into the water with a sort of quiet acceptance and says, I miss my sisters so much. If you'd like me to put you to rest, I will. But I need assurance that my kind will continue. I will stay here. Tell Ox, I said, he can never kill the lake. That the sculpted will never forget what it's like to see the sun filter down through water. And Daisy, you recall that bright blue light you saw every time you died. A memory that's yours, but not yours. 
of sunlight filtering down through the lake that your ancestors once swam in as Mara comes to stand by you, two bodies clutched, uh, slumped over in the sand in her hands. The lake begins to rise and surge, eventually bobbing up to the Naya's eyes and then covering her head, and you two are swept away, carried down through corridors and washing you up after a dizzying dark journey at the entrance of the dungeon. Sitting up in a puddle of water, you see that there are now a ton of sculpted who have been returned to their bodies from where their spirits wandered. A lot have been too crumbled to be saved, but some are looking around, seeing light maybe for the first time in a long time. You look around for Mara, and then you spot her, slumped against a wall, unable to stand, her limbs mostly worn down. She's got her mask lying next to her, and she's kind of trying to feel where the bottom half of her face was but no longer is, and you see your own body right up against the wall as if she carried it here. I approach her first. I don't even go to my body, I think. Daisy, did we did we make it? We made it. We all made it. Did you have to kill her? No. I offered at the end, but I think that... I think she knew that it didn't have to be that way. She'll probably outlive this town anyway. I hope so. I... found your body if you want it. I'd look at my body. Hmm. Don't you want to go outside and see the sun, Daisy? What about you? Do you think you can come? I think I'd like to see the sun, but... And she looks down at herself, and she's basically just a torso, her arms kind of cut off at the elbows, her legs stubs, even part of her abdomen kind of just like a a dripping hollow shell. And she says, I think I could maybe... You could carry me? I think we can do a little better than that. And I will cast Fly on her um, so that she can take herself out of here on her own accord. Um, and then I will, once she begins to hover, I will turn to my body. Um, and if I need to carry it, I will carry it uh, with my very weak arms. <laughs> uh, Daisy, you feel this sort of pull towards your body like a magnetic pull if you were to touch it you think that you would become one with it but if you decide not to do that then there's nothing necessarily forcing you to leave this place Hmm. as you see the other unsculpted all kind of leaning checking in on each other um, some of them murmuring to each other confused asking where they are some of them kind of seeming to realize that they're near the entrance they all start to help each other up and just dozens and dozens of bodies in this uh, in this entryway cavern start to uh, slowly push this boulder to the side as sun starts to filter in more and more and Mara's eyes kind of following what they're doing looking at the dust as it swirls in the air I think that the only other option would be 
turn back and take down that naiad and i think i don't think that's necessary anymore so i after casting fly on her i think that i will embrace my body and fuse with it once more so that i may lead my people out of here mara slowly rising off of the ground hovering and you touch your body and then suddenly it's like you're just sitting there against the wall and you feel like brand new a a little weaker honestly you feel like some of the mad power that this place gave you has drained away but in its place you also know more about yourself and uh mara looks at you nods you want to do it now should we go I look to the rest of the sculpted and unsculpted and go, We have been sent on a mission that was not ours by a man who does not deserve our respect. Ox, ox, ox. That's right, ox. No others have done us harm, but he has. Let's pay him a visit. The boulder rolls open easily, and you guys make your way outside surrounded by your siblings Mara says huh wow I forgot the sun actually kind of feels nicer through water (sighs) well maybe we can go swimming sometime soon think we can fill her back up I think so oh look it's Ox and you look <laughs> and you look back towards the town and every window has a human face peering out all looking terrified and shocked as dozens and dozens of sculpted start to pour out of this dungeon uh, the remnants of lake water gently starting to slosh out and pool at the base of the entrance and you do see ox his white petrified face through the window wiping his eyes as if he cannot believe who he is seeing. And that is where we will end our campaign. Ooh, I'm coming for you, Ox! <laughs> Epilogue, I kill your ass! Epilogue and socks, right? <laughs> Lisa, incredible job! Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely you did so incredible. great. Oh, Look at us patting wow. each other on the back. Wow, Beautiful. Wow, wow. What a great way to end it. I love You had her down to. 15 hit points so the the mercy moment was very well sensed by you yeah i i kind of felt like if i killed her i was gonna my, my two paths i guess peek behind my noah screen is that i was like either i will kill her and be like i'm i am the naiad now or i will do what feels like the the more like she's she wasn't there for power she was there to stop and solve this problem for her people yes she was definitely uh mad with grief i will say if you had killed her um that lake would have flooded out in a much more violent matter hey. the choice of taking down ox <laughs> might not have been yours damn okay good, good this good. was right choice, this right was choice. a beautiful ending Ugh. i'm so lucky that i got to play with you but Man, I am so excited to get back to Zola, baby. <laughs> yes, yes, too yes. Too much Eldritch, not enough teen love. Yeah, too much Eldritch, not enough Eldritch night. You know what I mean? So we will jump back in. <laughs> um, do you have any shout outs for our lovely listeners who have been following us along this little three episode journey? Yes, this is coming out literally in two days. So 
go look up dual sign um d-u-e-l-e-l-s-i-n-g-n they have a song called throne coming out this friday they are two of our best friends happy pride happy pride and go our producer and, and our producer so go and pre-save We're actually contractually that. obligated to tell you to pre-save <laughs> this is a cross sign. plug you know what i mean like it i, I have to this I'm is when obligated. nestle is like have you tried having a chocolate bar and then a water bottle <laughs> You might love those two you might things love those together. Two things together. <laughs> no reason, by the way. But yeah, so I, I plug Dual Sign and their new song Throne. I will plug Being Gay and Pride Month because it is indeed Pride. Oh man, I'm plugging Pride. I'm plugging Pride, and uh, I guess my final plug will just be: listen to this. How good was this podcast? You must love it. This mini arc, beautiful. Go support us on Patreon. It's going to be so worth it. There's so much amazing content. Lisa has run other things on that as well. Yeah, if you want to check out uh, us playing something other than D&D, we played Monster of the Week for Halloween last year. We've got like a spooky little kind of like a cozy core uh, monster series. So it was really fun. You guys should go listen to that. Yeah, and then the... it's dangerous out there. Take this. Yeah, too. exactly. Oh, yeah. We also play. It's dangerous out there. Take this. Oh, so good. The Republic of uh, Grotto Republic. <laughs> what was his name? Blotto. 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 Worshipper <laughs> of Kuonoa. Yes. Yes. So if you want to be be in on the end, go check those go check out. That out. That's um, my, those are my plugs. And a plug of congratulations to you. This was a oh, wonderful thanks. first campaign, and you did it on a fucking podcast so absolutely incredible so much fun and uh, so many twists and i guess let's go you know gab the gab because we're gonna do a little afterlife after this yes let's go gab the gab well thanks guys and until next time try not to die all hail our eldritch patrons Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Branstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.